0: Hi, I'm Jelana Kusi, co founder of Leonidas Audio Productions.
1: Hi, I'm Joshua L. Belmonte, the other founder of Leonidas Audio Productions.
0: And we're here to talk to you today about Anchor.
1: Anchor is a wonderful tool for old podcasters and new podcasters alike. All you got to do is gather up your files, and Anchor does the rest. You can add your own intros, Anchor even has royalty-free music, and you could also edit your audio files on the fly.
0: My favorite part is how they take your podcast and they distribute it a bunch a lot of major podcast platforms.
1: Such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, Anchor does it. So why not join Anchor? Do it now. Come on, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Calm down. I'm just so pumped up about Anchor, baby. Well, I wish
2: you'd get that pumped up for me.
1: Anchor! Try do it. it today.
2: Give it a try.
0: I'm here to clear you and send you back into duty, Mr. Radio. Tell me about your experience during the Bougainville campaign.
3: We all thought this was going to be a cakewalk. We all thought we'd be going to Europe and... Doing our part to liberate the homeland. My surprise. I found out during basic training. That our squad was heading
0: to the Pacific. That doesn't answer my question. But how did that make you feel? I felt nervous.
3: I honestly couldn't sleep during the last days of basic. All I could think about was guadalcanal canal. I heard reports of the action that went
0: on in there. It was a tough battle.
3: A tough battle? Doc, it was pure hell. You wouldn't know or understand. You and those other big shots in Washington. Don't give a damn.
0: That's where you're wrong, son. I served this country proudly during the previous war. I took part in the Battle of Bellowwood. So don't you dare lecture me about knowing the ins and outs of war. I...
3: I just want to go home.
4: I dig the new look. The eye patch, it suits you. You look like a pirate from one of those nickel books I buy. Are you here to make small talk? You must be wondering why I brought you here, Arthur. I did have some questions. Jeez. Why are you so tense, Soldier Boy? It's like you stole something. What's the job, Martino? So quick to the point. I love that. <laughs> Yo, Anch, Fix me and Soldier Boy up late. I really can't stay for dinner. What? You're too good to have my wife's cooking. A few weeks ago, you were all up in my wife's cooking. I almost thought you two were an item. Again, what's the job?
5: Are you staying for dinner,
4: Art? What did I tell you with walking in our meetings? Are you that dumb of a bitch to not heed simple fucking instructions? What are you glaring at, soldier boy? You should quit talking to her. She's my woman. My property. I'll talk to her however I damn well please if you don't like it. Tough shit. I'm a made guy, and I earn big money for the family. So I can't be touched. Anyone? Is that a threat? Do I hear a threat in your voice, soldier boy? May I remind you, your place in this family. You remind me every time I'm here. To do a job. That's right. And you remember your place in this life of ours. Ange! Go back in the fucking kitchen. <laughs> Bitch, I can hear what you're saying. Anyway, soldier boy, the job. Have you ever heard of Romaldo Joya? Yeah. He's a heavy hitter for her family. What about him? New York gave us the green light to put a contract out on him. I need you to do it. All right. Done. As much as it pains me. You do great work and bring in bringing a lot of money for us. So once you complete this hit, you'll run your own crew. We'll use you more and our books will be open. Capiche? A-Wax and Lollipop, are they coming along? This has to be done by you. Romaldo gets spooked easily. If he sees more than one of you, he'll know something's up. Alright. Although, I want double the price for this hit. Double the price? Why should you
3: get double? Because no one else is willing to do this hit but me. And if I risk my ass
4: for y'all, I want my family to be compensated. You know what? That's a fair argument. Consider it done. When you complete the hit, call the cleanup crew and we'll burn this motherfucker. But dirty. Johnny and his orchestra
3: salutes the jitterbugs with Rumaldo! It's Arthur. Listen, open the door. Family needs you to help me with the
5: contract. The door's already open. So, you must be the new button man the family has sent after me. I heard a lot about you, Arthur. If you're
3: going to kill me, just do it already.
5: I'm not going to kill you. (laughs) Yet.
3: Then what are you going to do?
5: We're going to talk, and you're going to listen. So take a seat on that stool. I'm sitting down.
3: What did you want to talk about?
5: First of all, I love the nickname the funny papers gave you. The Merchant of Death. Whoever's on Madison Avenue spinning yarns about your exploits is going to be a rich man.
3: Yeah, and your nickname is Chicago. It's a nice ring to it. But what does it have to do with the price of death?
5: You see, I used to be you, Arthur. I was in your position before. I listened to the family and took my marching orders like a good soldier. And now look at me. Do you have any clue why you were sent here to kill me?
3: I don't know. Frankly, I don't care.
5: Of course you don't care! But you'll care once you're looking down the barrel of my gun. How do you know this wasn't a setup by the family?
3: They would have sent more than one of you to kill me.
5: Oh, a man with confidence. <laughs> you see, this is why me and you are kindred spirits. We're nothing alike, Romaldo. But we are alike, Arthur. We're both natural-born killers. We both have a talent for thinning out the organized crime population of Kansas.
3: You're just a button man who kills without a conscience. I still hear the screams of every death I ever caused. Still keeps me up at night.
5: Kid, have you stared at my liquor collection? It's the only way I can drown out all the negative thoughts regarding the job. You see this as a job? You do as well. If you didn't, you wouldn't still be here in this position right now.
3: No, I only killed bad.
5: You only kill bad people, right? You are a disappointment, Arthur. I expected someone who saw the bigger picture, not another patsy to be eaten alive by sharks. It's sad, really, how asleep you really are.
3: Enlighten me, then.
5: I had a family once, Arthur. A beautiful wife and kids in the old country. I was a button man over there as well, Arthur. And I did a lot of jobs. Names and faces probably no longer relevant as the passage of time erodes our memories.
3: So you were a button man in Sicily. What happened to your family?
5: They were murdered by the Black Hand after I botched a hit. You see, Arthur, I'm trying to show you a lesson here. Once they find any reason to get rid of you, they will.
3: They won't get rid of me. I'm too...
5: Valuable, right? I was once the prized horse for this outfit, and now look at me. I'm educating a two-bit button man in my apartment. Is this the life you want, Arthur?
3: If it helps pay for my... What
5: family, Arthur? I can see your finger plain as day. Your wedding ring hasn't been worn in months. Cut the bullshit and be honest with me. What do you want me to say? The real reason you're in this life of ours... To provide for my- If you want to feed me bullshit, expect a bullshit response. Tell me the truth. Why do you still partake in this life of ours? Because... Because maybe I enjoy killing. There you go. Now we're making progress. (laughs) So, we both are alike. Tell me yours first, and I'll tell you mine.
3: We were in the jungle. I was covered in mud, and I saw someone peering out from the bush. I fired a shot and killed my first person.
5: How did it make you feel?
3: I felt nothing. I smoked a cigarette and walked
5: away. See? You're a natural kid. A born killer. When you kill, what do you feel?
3: Honestly, when I kill, I feel nothing. I feel peace when I'm not killing. That's when I get the nightmares.
5: This is why you should join me. Together, we can take out the bosses and truly run things around here. Think about it. We won't have to answer to anyone. We won't have to worry and look over our shoulders. If
3: we kill the bosses, we'll be looking over our shoulders for the rest of our lives.
5: But it's why I need you by my side. You see, together, we can get approval to bump off the bosses. Martino and Antonio, They're no good for us. Why's that? They see us as expendable. Look at how much of yourself you've lost. You lost your family, your sanity, your safety net.
3: What are you offering?
5: To help you. Why me? Like I said, kid. I find that me and you are one and the same. Plus, I've seen this story before. I put another aging hitman out to pasture before. I want to end this cycle of bloodshed. And if I refuse? I put a bullet in you and I skip town. Not much of a choice you're giving me. Let me sweeten the deal. Go for it. You join me and my crew? We'll kill Martino first.
3: Why would I want him dead?
5: (laughs) Come on! (laughs) We all know what you're doing with Miss Stavola. It's only a matter of time before he finds out, so tell me what's your answer.
0: My wife. Yeah, it seems like you're holding back when we discuss your wife.
3: Does it sound like I'm holding back?
0: Do you always answer a question with a question? Do I?
3: Oh shit, I do.
0: So, your wife. Tell me more about her.
3: She's a great woman, Doc. She's my anchor. Me marrying was probably the best decision I've made in my life.
0: I detect a little hesitation.
3: I'm telling you the truth, Doc.
0: Now, I can either send you home or back on the front line. Tell me what's on your mind, soldier.
3: All right. I resent her after we lost her first child. And I'm afraid that things won't be the same when I get back. I just hated myself and her after that. I can't look at her in the eye anymore with the same love.
0: I'm sorry to hear that. Does that affect you in combat?
3: I can't sleep. I can't eat anymore, Doc. I feel a terrible pain in my heart that won't go away. Every time I'm in combat, my chest tightens up. I can barely hold my rifle without trembling.
0: Anything else?
3: Why do you keep pushing me, Doc?
0: I'm trying to get you out of here, dammit. I can see that the war has taken a toll on you, son. But Uncle Sam needs warm bodies on the front lines. I need to give a concrete reason why you can't go back to combat.
3: Edwin, Ryan, Matt. All of them should be here with me. Remember when we started BASIC together. All of us were ready and gung-ho to defend the Stars and Stripes. But military. They didn't prepare us for...
0: Prepare you for what?
3: For the hell we encountered. landing was easy, but the days after... We were in the shit. Days went by. Where I didn't know if I'd live or not. And I stopped caring at points.
0: What happened to your friends? You mentioned them with high esteem.
3: Day 30, caught Malaria. We were just a bunch of kids. We didn't know any better, Doc. We were more concerned about fighting than drinking dirty water. How could we have known? Once Ryan caught malaria, he succumbed in two days. We couldn't evacuate him due to the hard fighting. But remember his last days with us. He. looked so fucking frail, so helpless. I watched him slowly wither away, and he held my hand when he passed. He was calling out to his mother for help. It was so loud, the cries. The enemies could have heard us. It was there. I, I didn't know the right thing. What did you do? I mercy killed him. I shot him twice in the head. And were away our position. Edwin and Matt couldn't look at me in the eyes anymore after that. We became men that day. That night. I couldn't sleep. All I could hear was his cries for Mom.
0: What happened to Matt and Edwin? They both died soon after.
3: Matt was killed by an errant motor from us. I never told his family how slow and painful the death was. He was begging for his wife and mother during his last breaths. I don't think I'll have that conversation with them. After Matt's death, Edwin was slowly losing his resolve. He became despondent and he kept to himself most of the time. November 13th we ambushed and Edwin got hit. His last words was "I'm sorry. I honestly don't know if he was apologizing to me or if He was apologizing to himself.
0: my God you've been through a lot of trauma.
3: Why can't they just surrender doc? We had them surrounded they're outnumbered but they never give up never seen an enemy with that much hatred. That much... That much... They never prepared you for this in basic. They never
4: prepared me, Doc! You sent us boys to die!
0: I'm sorry you feel that way, Arthur. It's okay to feel abandoned. I felt that way during my tour.
3: You know, Doc, I considered shooting myself. I don't think I'd be ready for the world. So I made it back.
0: This. It's a lot to digest, Arthur. How about we break here and tomorrow I'll let you know what's going to happen?
5: What's your answer, Arthur? I'm in. Great. Me and my boys are gathered in a bar. They're waiting for my word to make a move. <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> <coughs> We are damned. And you're dumber than you look.
3: Any last words?
5: (laughs) I planned for this. (laughs) My boys are going to give Martino some photos of you and his wife. If I didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you
2: in hell. <laughs> Fuck. <coughs> you really don't miss pork chop night, do you?
3: It's one of the few promises I can live up to.
2: <laughs> well, did you at least enjoy the movie?
3: I always appreciate a Clark Gable flick. Boomtown was a great choice to watch, Abby. What about you?
2: The film was fine. Arthur, where did you go after all these years? I want the truth, no bullshit.
3: I got locked up for something I didn't do. They never had any evidence on me. Took a decent legal team and I was out there. I got a question for you. What is it? <clears throat> I wrote to you from the pokey. Why didn't you ever write me back?
2: I wanted to, but I... But what? I, I, just, I just didn't know what to say. And I was afraid. Afraid? Arthur, that day we went hiking, I almost said something that I couldn't take back. What were you gonna say? That I love you. I'm... I'm sorry I mentioned that.
3: Don't be embarrassed. Because I love you, too. You are the only hope I had while I was in prison. I always waited by the mailbox to see if you ever wrote back. I never gave up hope. You didn't? No. I would never give up on you. I say we should start fresh, right? Where are we left off?
2: Yes! Yes! I love you, Abby. I love you too, babe.
0: What's going on? You're still in my office. We're clearing you for active duty, Arthur. I tried to please your case, but the brass weren't having any of it.
4: You said you weren't going to get me out! You lied to me!
3: Oh. This isn't happening.
5: Kid, I told you. Everything you worked for, all of it gone in a flash. Look at you. Look at what they made you give. <laughs>
0: Arthur, wake up. Wake up!
3: Until I
4: get away from here. We need to talk. Alright, not a problem. What's going on, Martino? My wife has run out with your pal, Arthur! That cocksucker took my wife, he's gonna pay in blood! Any clues to where he went? So wherever he is, he'll be in excruciating pain. I heard through the grapevine that he's wounded. And what do you want done when we find him? This cocksucker dies today!
1: All right, we're going to put an APB out on him. Don't worry, Martino, we're going to find him. I'll make sure of it. Any cops on the take, make sure to tell him he'll blow his brains out on sight. Merchant of Death, Episode 11, Starring Aubrey Poppleton as Arthur Sharon Grunwald as Abigail Brendan Jenkins as Martino Jelena Cousy as Angela Guest Starring Evan Andrell as Dr. Wortham with Clyde Gentry III as Romulato Gioe and Joshua L. Belmonte as Sergeant Malloy We hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Tune in next time. Thank you.